Hey, and welcome to episode 8 of the International Solidarity Movement podcast. My name's Tom, and in this episode we interview Dr. Jassan Hamdam of Palestinian Medical Relief Services. PMRS is a grassroots NGO that's provided a much-needed response to the medical crises caused by the occupation. PMRS's workers, like other Palestinian medical workers, are constantly targeted by the occupation forces. On top of providing medical care, PMRS has trained up thousands of people, building resilience to the occupation's attacks on the Palestinian people. Organisations like PMRS are a vital part of remaining steadfast against Israel's colonisation policies. Building health autonomy is a key part of building resistance to the occupation. And now over to Jassan and Nicole for our interview. Hello. Um, thank you so much for making time for us today. Please, can you introduce yourself? And the Welcome. I'm happy to meet you and to have you here in Nablus first. Uh, my name is uh, Jassan Hamdan. I'm a doctor and I'm the director of Medical Relief Society in Nablus uh, region. Uh, Medical Relief Society, it's uh, one of uh, the biggest non-governmental organization in West Bank and Gaza Strip. And uh, it was established in 1979 by different uh, medical personnel, doctors, nurses, uh, social uh, workers, uh, lab technicians, and the association began as uh, a doctor who was uh, interested to provide medical services for the people in the rural and uh, difficult areas. Uh, the area where we didn't have uh, medical services for the people and you know in that time all the the countries was full under uh, Israeli occupation and uh, the also the medical services also was controlled by uh, soldiers where they are not interested to provide medical services for the people especially in rural and remote areas thinking by that that they can make pressure on the people to immigrate it from their houses, their uh, villages, their places uh, and by that they can implement the policy of trans transfer policy where they are trying to push the people by themselves to go out from their uh, country, to go out from other countries where they can find better situations especially for their children, for their uh, families and uh, in, in the medical uh, things. The doctors who think to establish medical orga organization, medical services, it's kind of building uh, health infrastructure for Palestinians where we can make services for the people and uh, related to their needs in, in, uh, in, in health condition. After that, of course, medical relief was growing and work in different uh, areas, different regions in West Bank and Gaza Strip. And now we run as a medical relief more than uh, 43 medical primary health care centers, big primary health care centers, and uh, we provide more than 14 programs. 
like uh, women health program, school health program, first aid program, emergency program, chronic diseases program, uh, different programs which related to the needs of the people in the uh, Palestinian community. Of course, during our work, uh, what I want to explain that uh, health is affected by occupation. Health is affected by politics and uh, the condition which caused by Israeli occupation. So this is uh, about medical relief and we're still working as health provider but we based our work on primary health care. Amazing. And you said about health being affected by the occupation. How do you see this in your work? So what I want to explain by this, uh, that we can't here implement our uh, strategy in healthcare. Why? Because under occupation, there is no sustainability. So if you want to implement your strategy on healthcare, you need st- sustainability. You need to have uh, all conditions w- conditions which you can implement your strategy. For example, if you want to improve the health condition for the people in uh, chronic diseases, which is very difficult in Palestine, it's the highest uh, percentage in, in, in the Middle East because of the stress, the, the political situation, economic situation, social situation. So we face many people who are suffering of uh, hypertension, heart diseases, uh, heart attacks, uh, and diabetes mellitus. You know, all the, the, these diseases is affected by your uh, style of life and your uh, uh, condition, especially economically and politically, socially. Uh, uh, we can't do, uh, take care of these people while we have emergency situation. Uh, explaining that, for example, uh, one month ago, Nablus, Nablus area, or one and a half months ago, Nablus area was completely under siege. So uh, during the siege, Israelis uh, closed all exits to the city, totally. So the people, they can't go out and they can't come into the city. And the main uh, medical and health uh, services here, especially hospitals, it's on the city uh, only. We don't have in the rural and remote areas hospitals, uh, full good and full primary health care centers where you can get and go to all, every, all uh, medical services. So uh, other things that the medical personnel, doctors, nurses, lab technicians, different people are going out from the city to the rural areas or sometimes coming from the rural areas to the city. It, it's not everyone uh, working in the city and not everyone working in the village. So this restricted the movement of the medical team and medical people. And we faced that. We, co- we couldn't, for example, many doctors, they couldn't go to their primary health care centers where they are working because of the closure, because of the checkpoints, because of the soldiers where they uh, prevent the people to go out from the city to the villages and from the villages to the city. Other things, the people who need to be uh, hospitalized, they can't come to the hospitals. And we face some conditions like uh, some pregnant ladies from Betforic uh, town. It's near Nablus, not far from here, just seven, eight kilometers. Normally it takes uh, the way from Betforic to Nablus. Normally it takes 10 minutes. But uh, when we had the closure, 
the way it takes six, seven hours because of the cheekbones. And uh, uh, this lady, she gave birth at the cheekbone where she prevent to cross the cheekbones because of the closure and because of the soldiers. Like this case, we have it all the time. So you can see that we can't have, we can't improve our health situation and our health system when we have emergency because everything is going to the emergency. During that, we have, for example, clashes uh, with the soldiers at the checkpoints, at the roads, with, not only with the soldiers, with the settlers also who are attacking the people, especially in Nablus area. Many uh, uh, places were attacked by settlers, stores, uh, cars, people, and they, uh, if you heard about the uh, two guys which was killed uh, just three, four days ago near Nablus by car, it was uh, accident by car, the, the settler, he uh, go to there where they stopped their cars uh, in, in, in the way of the road and he attacked them by his car and he killed two people. So like these cases also we have all the time. So our work is going on emergency as a doctors and as a health workers. We don't take care of other things where we have to care for them, for example, to uh, children, women, chronic disease people. Uh, uh, we have a big problem with the kidney dialysis people. For example, in Nablus uh, sit area, we have more than uh, 470 people who needs dialysis every day. And these people are not uh, 190 people living outside of the city. So they need to come to the hospital because we have only one center to make dialysis. When we had the checkpoint and closure, they can't come. So this causes a different kind of uh, complications and uh, they face a very hard uh, health uh, condition. So like that, we, uh, this is what I mean, that we can't uh, have uh, uh, sustainability on healthcare and we can't improve our healthcare system. For that, what we are trying to do is to, to create different activities related to this condition, to condition of closure, condition of uh, the, the, uh, the political situation, which is very hard and very difficult. And in terms of resources going to the emergency situation, I read on your website, and I know, you know, websites can sometimes be a bit out of date and things, but that you trained 180,000 people in first aid skills. Can you say a bit about why this was necessary and how you made yes. it happen? So uh, uh, I remember in uh, 1996, when we had attacks on the, the mosque in Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem by Sharon, if you remember him, or, or if you, it, it, he's the prime minister of Israel, he, he died now. He uh, go there to the mosque, and you know, this is sensitive issue. It's very sensitive issue for the Muslims, for the people, the Palestinian people. So he go there, he went there with settlers, hundreds of settlers, and there was a kind of intifada. Uh, people, they refused these uh, things. And we had a lot of, and it's, it's, it's not happening only in Jerusalem, but it happens also in everywhere, in all regions, uh, also in Nablus uh, area. Uh, we had hundreds of injured people. 
these injured people, they, they didn't find good help from the, the local uh, medical people because we don't have enough resources for that. We don't have enough uh, medical people. Uh, we don't have ambulances enough. So there was a, a lot of uh, complications. And the handicaps people increased from two uh, percentage among the community or for five percentage. Because the people who related to these injured people was doing bad things for them. When they evacuated them, they evacuated them from the field in, in wrong way. And this caused different uh, complications. So we think that we should have people who are trained on first aid especially young girls and boys. And we have, we create this program in Nablus area. We began this in Nablus area where we began training different groups of young people, boys and girls from the schools, from the youth centers, different uh, with working with different associations. We train hundreds of people in, in that time on first aid. So we prepare ourselves in, and and we uh, increase this our way where we expand this work everywhere in the West Bank and Gaza Strip, not only in Nablus area, but the work began in Nablus here in in this uh, place. So uh, in 2000, when we have uh, the second Intifada, we had thousands of people who are trained on first aid, young boys and girls. When the Intifada began. They were working with us as volunteers in the field. So with these volunteers, we could do quality health work dealing with the injured people in the field. By that, we were, uh, this uh, way we help ourselves first as a medical reef and uh, medical people, and we help the uh, peoples who are facing the soldiers, the attacks from the settlers who were, uh, uh, were the, the young people who were injured was evacuated from the field uh, in good way, in the right way, without complications. And by that, we uh, believe that uh, we, only with volunteers we can do a good work. So for that, we have thousands of people who are trained now, and we continue this work until this moment, of course, and we'll continue it in the future, not only because we are under occupation, but because we think that this is important for how we can educate the community and we can have a good community which is educated and also first aid and uh, health uh, things. In 2000 and 2008, especially in Nablus area, if you heard, it was full under siege. And the condition, political condition, was very difficult and hard. When in 2002, Israelis decide to reoccupy the cities, you know, Oslo Agreement make A, B, C, and the A is under uh, control of Palestinians. B also makes C is full under Israeli control. But uh, in 2002, everywhere is under uh, Israeli control. So <clears throat> that time, for example, in Nablus area, Nablus city was divided for eight parts by tanks. They use uh, the Merkava tanks, which is uh, very huge and very powerful. And they uh, uh, separate this part and the other part inside the city of Nablus. And they make tranches. 
and road blockade by beton stones. So how we could help the people? The people, they need food, they need water, they need medicine, they need, the children need milk. Uh, sometimes electricity was cut because they destroy the infrastructure everywhere. So we have shortage of water, we have shortage of electricity, everything. So by these volunteers who are working well with us, and we had in that time in Naples area, I remember in Naples city, more than 600 volunteers who are who are with uniform, with vest, and uh, they are young people, and they are they have good energy. We divide them in in the, in the city, and we receive calls. This family needs milk for their children. This uh, family, they need uh, medicine for chronic disease people. That family, they need water, drinking water. So we had centers and where we can distribute all these things by using these volunteers. They go there, they, they face the very difficult uh, condition. Some of them, they was arrested. Many of them, they was beaten by soldiers. Uh, some of them they prevent to cross the, the from this part to another part by of course the soldiers. So with this difficult time, but we could because we 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 have the energy. We need this where to do it by that. So we we could uh, help many people. We could help the families who are under uh, occupation. Who are and in that time, I want to tell you that. The buildings which was occupied by soldiers also. Mm. So it's not only in the street. They are inside the buildings. In, in big buildings, they put all these people's family in one flat, and the soldiers, they occupied the other roofs and flats. So this is, I, when I talk about it, it's easy to talk about it now. But in that time, when you do the work, it was very hard and difficult under high, very, very high risk. But we got it and we do a very uh, uh, good uh, work. And this is give us an experience how to deal with the emergency situation and the difficult uh, situation. So by training the medical uh, people and the first aid people, we have big army from by volunteers who are helping us in the difficult time. And uh, we are prepared to do this by our own resources. We don't have enough money, of course, but we have army of volunteers who are first aid people who are helping us with doing our uh, services. Amazing. Like, how do you think you are different from, other, I'm sure you work with all different groups, but how do you think you are different to other like NGOs, you know, maybe other international ones like Red Cross or something like this? Like, do you have so, a different approach? <clears throat> yes. Medical relief is created model and design by in, 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 in this work. So we uh, create the model of primary, for example, first aid uh, program, which I talk about it. We create the mobile clinic. Uh, the mobile clinic in, in, in the time of closure is going to the people to provide medical services. We are not waiting the people to come to the uh, primary healthcare centers. We go there because sometimes the Israelis are imposing curfews on the people. So the people, they can't go out from their uh, houses. They can't go out from their towns or villages. 
So we go there with the mobile clinic. Mobile clinic, uh, we have physician, we have lab technician, we have woman health doctor, and nurses, and pharmacy, portable pharmacy, medicines. We go there by our cars, and we declare about it by the, the most, we declare about the medical day, and the people can come to build a small building or uh, municipalities or uh, local communities where we have uh, contacts with them and we take these buildings and we provide medical services for the people. So we create some models which will uh, be related to our uh, situation and condition. The other, uh, some other uh, medical uh, associations, they got these models, models and they do it which is very important for us because we can't cover everywhere. So we need to be uh, yani, cooperated with other uh, organizations and communities. Uh, uh, Red Cross and Red Crescent, we have a problem with them it's because they are following the, some kind of international law. For example, when you have clashes, risk place, risk area, it's not allowed to you to go there. So you have to wait where where the condition will be good and you can go there to take and to evacuate the people from there. This is with is not uh, any related to our condition because we have clashes, we have emergen emergency and we have risky areas. The people, they need your help. So we go there in, in risky area and we got this risk and we do our uh, duty and our work with the people who needs us. So we are not waiting that the Israelis will uh, allow us to go there. Because if we will wait them and this event some different time, we, we can't help the people. And we have many uh, hundreds of young people who was killed and died because Israelis, they didn't allow the medical uh, people and ambulances to evacuate them from the field where they were injured. They wait them until mm -hmm. the, the bleeding is finished and the person was fully died. You can't help them. You can't do anything. And uh, personally, I got many times injured, injury, because I go there in that uh, areas. And this is not only myself. Uh, also our volunteers, our medical people, the ambulances which we run uh, is doing this duty all the time. We have many people who are still working with us and uh, they got uh, injury during their work, during their duty. And soldiers, they are not following the international uh, conventions, for example, Geneva Convention, which says that if you have, if you are medical person, you have uniform and you have the sign, they have to let you pass and they have to make your uh, work easy to help the people because you are uh, a humanitarian, your work is a humanitarian, it's a medical work. But the Israelis are not following this. They shoot on us and we have, I can show you pictures where we have uh, medical people who were injured. Our ambulance uh, several times got uh, bullets uh, life emanation bullets from the soldiers. They shoot on the ambulance, and uh, uh, we have uh, our driver, ambulance driver. He were injured at Palata refugee camp, 
myself I were injured in the old city of Nablus in Palata refugee camp in Beta also uh, town it's not far from Nablus the last mm -hmm. one was uh, uh, four months ago where I got it a rubber bullet it's a very very difficult one five or six months ago and uh, I can show you the picture in, from my mobile where it shows that so we have uh, many examples on this how was it during the pandemic like I know it's still happening but yeah how was your experiences here with COVID-19 COVID. Yeah, we have a good experience and we have a good experience with epidemics in general because in 2002 I remember 2003 when we had the closure and the Israelis, they uh, destroyed the infrastructure, especially the pipe, the water network, or uh, yeah, the pipes. Uh, the water, drinking water, clean water, mixed with the sewage water. And we have a big problem in uh, three or four villages around Nablus, Salem, Hasmud, Del Hatab, it's not far from here where the people, they have hepatitis A, all of them. So we, we help them by stopping the, uh, using the, the, the dirty water, which was mixed with sewage water, and we got the clean water for them, and we do our medical services for them, uh, uh, treating these people from the epidemics. Now in, in COVID uh, epidemics, of course, the resources, what we have is very limited. And uh, the vaccine, we got it very too late. Yani. Israel, they got it uh, the first country in the world, Israelis. And when they want, when they had pressure from the, the international community, they decide to give the Palestinian Authority some of this vaccine, and they give them the vaccine which was expert. Wow. Uh, this is this was declared in the mm -hmm. media and different, mm -hmm. so we, we didn't use it. But uh, when we got the vaccine, before getting the vaccine, to all measures to make prevention and to uh, isolate the people who was affected, and we create some hospitals for COVID, uh, which was not created because our hospitals uh, is not prepared for these epidemics. So we have some buildings especially for COVID uh, epidemics and uh, uh, personnel, we uh, train them on dealing with the, with the, the people who are affected. Uh, uh, and uh, by that, we cross this uh, epidemic. And uh, it was, of course, many people who has died. We have, uh, I don't know the number, but we, ha we have more than uh, hundreds of the people who has died because of uh, COVID-19. But we deal it and we provide uh, health lectures, uh, uh, educations for the schools, for the women in different associations and in the rural areas, in the city, everywhere. So uh, we do our best to, to yani, educate the people how to deal with mm. COVID-19. Amazing. And, and just the last question, like, yeah, I saw on your website again that you have the, like a kind of psychosocial and like counseling program obviously like i've read like some critiques of of things like ptsd post-traumatic stress disorder because in a lot of contexts like there isn't a post like things haven't finished people are still living in very like kind of ongoing traumatic 
situations from state violence and from living under occupation. I just wondered, like, what your approach is to this kind of like emotional health of the people. You know, uh, I remember from also two, 2002 until 2008, what we do according this uh, things, the people in the old city of Nablus, this, the old city of Nablus totally was under uh, attacks and siege by Israeli soldiers. So all the families who are living there, of course, everywhere, but especially in this area, families, women, children, uh, old people, sick people, young people, all of them are were under uh, siege and curfews. They can't go out from houses. They are attacked by bombs. And we have full family which was killed, Shorby family, when they bombed the buildings uh, by uh, F-16 plane with rockets. And eight people or, or from this children and father, mother were killed. And we got them from the, from the houses which was destroyed on them. Other things, this uh, situation is cause trauma for the children, especially for the children. Mm -hmm. So what we do with volunteers again, we go there and we try to take, to take, to get them out from their houses, especially the children in the squares near their buildings, trying to make some games, mm -hmm. some uh, uh, bending on their faces for the children, trying to, uh, uh, get them out from the trauma. So, and we, we succeed to do that in different places in the old city of Nablus. Other things we uh, do direct uh, talks with, with the children face to face, one, one for one, and we got them out from this kind of trauma. This, this uh, also, this, uh, and this experience, we got it from also the, our situation and our condition. So, but we try to do everything which related to the condition again. Uh, training also the volunteers to do that. We have uh, good volunteers who can do good work with the children now. They can uh, play with them, they can make games, they can get them out from the bad situation and bad condition. And by that, we do this uh, work. We try to uh, treat the trauma of the people uh, yeah, and do some different activities. Amazing. In Calais, where I work, it's like the border with France and England, and there's like 2,000 refugees there in camps and like loads of police violence. But there's this organization called Project Play, and like they're always next to our clinic and they're always playing with the kids. And it's like, it's, this is what we can so do nice. also. Yeah. 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 With, also, we can give them some gifts. Mm -hmm. We collect gifts from the people here, the local people. They are, they are very helpful. Mm -hmm. yani if you ask them, for something they will give you the, the things mm -hmm. because first they trust us. Second, they are, they know that this is one for one of their responsibility to help the mm -hmm. people. So give you a gifts for the children. And we collect, I, I remember thousands of gifts for the, uh, the, the children in the old city of Naples mm -hmm. from the local people. Is there anything else you'd like to share about your work or that we haven't covered? I want to tell you during the normal time, also we are trying to improve our health system. And we do different uh, activities, like for example, uh, screening for the children, screening for the young and old people, especially people who are suffering from uh, chronic diseases, 
So we do some analysis, we do uh, activities for them, health education, uh, trying to improve also our health system, where we, we can يعني, help the people who are suffering from diabetes or hypertension to deal with these diseases. And uh, improving that, we have now our uh, primary healthcare design is one of the most uh, successful design in the Middle East. And we got the World Health Organization Award in 2000 for building models, primary healthcare models. So in normal time, you can do many things. Mm -hmm. We don't need any, we have enough resources, we have good medical people, but we need good condition for that. Mm -hmm. And are there any ways that international people or other people can support you? I know you have huge support from like the communities here, but is there anything no, we can do? We, the, the help from the community is not enough because you know the poverty is very high here. Mm -hmm. So fortunately that the help from international community is going down and less than before. So it's less more than 60% from 2000, for example, now. So this caused us a difficult uh, work and uh, some uh, of our services, we, we lost it. Like for example, in Nablus area, we don't have the mobile clinic now because we don't have enough resources for the mobile clinic. European com communities, they stop supporting some programs and we stop some of our activities. Mm -hmm. One of them in Nablus area, the mobile clinic. Uh, we have now a big problem with the ambulances. In the law here, you can use the car as an ambulance for 10 years. After 10 years, you, 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 it's not allowed to you to have it as an ambulance. So we need to renew the car, the ambulance. One of ambulances now uh, was supported by uh, French people, by uh, Toulouse city, region. We asked them to renew the ambulance. They said we don't have now fund for that. So we have a big problem with to, to changing the ambulance in, in, uh, in Nablus area, who is need, which is very uh, high needed for the people. Mm -hmm. Because our, our ambulances is working all the time with the clashes areas. Where we have clashes, our ambulances is there. We need to evacuate the injured people. We need to help the people to go out from buildings which was, for example, attacked by soldiers. Uh, the families who was uh, under tear gas needs our help. So uh, ambulance is very high needed and with volunteers who are evacuating the people who uh, were injured in the ambulance to get them to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So this is one of our uh, problem and yani, big bad things what we have now. This is a personal interest question for me, but you know, being here has been really um, interesting, like seeing the women selling herbs on the street and obviously everyone puts mint in the tea. Yeah. I just wondered like what your experiences with health are with people using plants that they grow or from their garden or... Does this play a role in preventative medicine or self-care? Yeah, or? medical uh, uh, tradition is uh, or uh, popular medicine is very good here in Palestine. And the people, the families, they plant these plants in, in their houses, mm -hmm. like mint, uh, meramie, zaatar, different things, which is very good for uh, health, and they use it. 
Mm-hmm. They use it in, in the, not only in tea. They use it in their food, which is very important and very good. And I think this is this kind of medis- medicine is uh, growing good in Palestine. Oh, that's great. Yes. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you for Thank your you visit. Thank you so much Thank for your you. work. It's so inspiring.